Welcome to Relatively Speaking, where my niece, Jennifer Grimes, and myself, Corey Grant, have informative weekly conversations to help you get a hand up and a better grasp on your financial future through the world of home-based businesses. Thanks for stopping by, pull up a chair, and join in. Today's episode is brought to you by Team Wheat Construction, located in the Baton Rouge metropolitan area. When you need remodeling, flooring, and other home repair needs, be sure to reach out. You can email them at teamweekconstruction at gmail.com for all your home renovation needs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Relatively Speaking. I'm your host, Corey Grant, and once again, I'm here with my fabulous co-host, the incredible Jennifer Grimes. Jennifer, what we got this week? Yes, yes, Corey. Another exciting week. Man, today's topic is going to be lit. Of course, we have another special guest for you guys because we want you to hear different point of views of our topics. But I have one quick announcement. Um, If you are looking for any type of home-based opportunity, make sure you're following Corey Grant on Instagram or Facebook. And that's at C-O-R-E-Y-W Grant. Also, make sure you're following myself, and that's at I am Jennifer Grimes. We have a lot of weekly opportunities that we can get you plugged in, guys, if you want to learn more about home-based businesses. Outstanding, outstanding, outstanding. So, you know, today, like you said, we we like to give a different point of view and and help people expand their horizons when it comes to home-based businesses. So today we have... Man, one one main point that we want to hit and, and try to drive home, and that is the need to understand that when you're dealing with a home based business, you actually can make money simply selling your network marketing product or service, even if you don't want to recruit, because I know for a lot of people that is a big issue. So today we have a special, super duper special guest. And and honestly, this guest is a business partner of ours, right? We we mentioned to you guys last week on the last episode that we've got a multitude of businesses that we've already started. And one of the the superstars in in one of our businesses is our special guest today, Mr. Daryl Jenkins. Daryl is the epitome of why we're even doing this show, because he has demonstrated that you can start a low cost home based business and move your product or service in a way that even if you never recruited a person, you could still be successful. Mr. Jenkins, do we have you on the line today? Oh, man, Corey and Jen, man, I'm here. Appreciate the platform, Shannon, with you two powerhouses. How you guys doing? Man, we're doing great. We are doing great and happy to have you here. Let's let's go ahead and dive right in, man, because I know that people are waiting to hear what the answer to this question is, because I don't care what industry you're in. This question always comes up. Man, nobody making no money in that. 
and I'm not going to do it because you just want me to get in and recruit people. So when did you realize that it was a value to actually sell your product? Wow, that's a good question, Corey. I think for me, um, you know, when you looking at opportunities, you look at, you know, how can someone benefit? Is this going to be a trend or a fad? And so something that I looked for was something that people could use. And if they couldn't use it, what could I use? And so for me, that is how, you know, I realized what industry I wanted to be a part of. And then from there, I knew instantly that there was value in either selling or even myself using the product. So for me, I think it was probably almost instantly. Yeah. And that's real good. I'm glad you said that, um, Daryl, because a lot of people, you know, they want to know like, okay, so are we really credible in what we're talking about? And you just made a great point using your product, right? So all three of us are products of our products, whether it's selling it, or actually being a product and being our own brand, just as much as you sell, you use your product as well, right? So Daryl, guys, is in the travel industry. And when I say he can sell, he can sell. So Daryl, tell us a little bit about how you travel as a product of your own service. Absolutely, Jen. I'm actually using our product right now as I decided to do a staycation for the Super Bowl, right? And, um, you know, just in the last five months, I think I've taken probably five international trips. I believe in being a product of the product, being able to show people in our industry that, you know, people are still traveling safely and being boots on the ground, being able to assess, you know, the many changes due to the pandemic, post-pandemic, you know, what are the sanitation protocols look like? And in order for me to be able to have an intelligent conversation with you know, my prospective clients, I need to be able to fully understand what that looks like. So I truly believe that in order for you to be, you know, a great seller in whatever market you may be in, you need to actually be able to use and be able to give some benefits of those particular products and services. I mean, that was good because literally last week or maybe two weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about actually learning your service and or product. And just like you stated, like you are still traveling, your boots on the ground, you're learning about the new CDC guidelines to make sure that your clients are able to travel safely. That was so powerful right there, Daryl. And we really need to think about things like that, because if you're going to sell products or you're going to um, have a service, you need to learn about exactly what you're doing. You need to know how to pivot in your business. You need to know how to keep up with the trends within your business. So our next question, Daryl, for you is, how did you become such an established salesperson? Because we get that all the time. Like, I don't know how to sell. You know, I'm an introvert. I really don't talk to people. But you talk to people about things that you want to talk to people about. So how did you become such an established salesperson? Uh, let me just say for me, I think that it was more or less visibility, right? People like to see things that are of success. And so when I first got started in this industry, probably about seven years ago, you know, trying to find my way, I just started sharing where my clients were going. And the more and more I shared, the more visibility I got, the more people started to ask about 
you know, planning their particular trips and travels, right? And then came, you know, family trips and small groups, guys trips, girls trips, destination weddings. And it was like a multitude of things like all at once. So I think, you know, really getting into, you know, why you got started into in, into your business. For some people, it could have just been financial. For some people, it could have been, you know, let me just do something to occupy my time, which then turns into a passion for it. And then you you into in turn, you start seeing the financial gain. I always tell people you have to really love what you do. The finances will come, but you have to really put yourself in position to really win. And I think that for me was it. It was more visibility. Man, that that's a powerful statement, Daryl. And you actually kind of leading me back to to the previous question and some of the comments that you made, because, you know, as we said kind of earlier, like we're all business partners, we're all in the travel industry. So that's how we know each other. Right. That through that network of of connecting. Right. We all have our our, uh, our strong suits. But I know one of the things that, you know, we've all been on on other platforms trying to to train other agents in how to be successful in their home based business. And one thing that I've noticed, and and this is not just in the travel industry, but probably across the board in home based businesses is people doing two things. Right. Jennifer mentioned that a lot of people will will get into a home-based business and they will say, I don't know how to sell. But what you said was key, and that is learning your business. And I believe, and you can give me your, your feedback on this, but I believe far too often people will pay their money, right? I don't care if it's $50 or $350, but they won't learn their business because they figure it's only $50 or $350 that I had to pay, not $350,000 for a building and a franchise that they won't take the time to actually learn their business so that they can have the success that you have in approaching people and talking to them about your product. Because yeah, I've been watching you, man. And I, I see, you know, I thought you was trying to take up residency in Cancun. You'd have been there so many times in the last three months, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but what do you think about people actually uh, learning their business so that they're comfortable becoming that salesperson. Corey, you know what? I mean, when you think about it, people have different reasons for joining an opportunity, right? They join because somebody has asked them to join and they figure, you know what, I'm going to support you because we know each other. Or I really could use some extra income or I really like this product or service. So, you know, when you really understand why these individuals have joined, that really will tell you the output that they you know, provide in their business. For most people, they feel, well, because I pay for it, I'll kind of do it however I see fit. Oh, I don't have to join a call. I don't have to go to a meeting. I don't have to do a training. I don't even have to open this thing they call a virtual office, right? So, you know, that surprises me. When I got started in this business, I treated it like a business. And I always tell people we get comfortable because we can do this from our homes or from our phones. When in fact, we got to remember it's still a business no matter how you spend it. And so when you start thinking, I'm going to build my business one brick at a time, I'm going to learn a piece here, I'm going to find a time slot in my day, I'm going to work it like a traditional business, a storefront property, as you mentioned, 
and I'm going to work it until I find my success point. When most people get to that point, they will start to really, really feel like a valuable travel or you know product or service owner. You know, I mean, I think that's for, that for me is what really stuck in my head. Like I own a business and it didn't cost me tens of thousands of dollars to do. So therefore, I was like, look, if I can get a business in an $8 trillion industry for less than $200, I'm going to rock with it and I'm going to go hard in the paint. And that's basically what I did. And so when people get that mindset and they kind of change their viewpoint on how they see the opportunity they've partnered with, it will make much more sense to them. Man, Daryl, 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 Daryl Jenkins, DJ. I mean, I just, I don't even know what to call you at this point. That was good. Like mindset, people forget. This is a business. You're operating a business, regardless if it's virtual, regardless if it's home-based, regardless if it's network marketing, it's a business, right? I know plenty of people that own online boutiques. They don't even have a storefront. But just like you said, they go hard in the paint trying to sell their clothes, their shoes, their accessories, because that's what they have a passion for. That's what they love to do. And they've learned their product. And we we speak about this week after week, guys. Mindset, mindset. And when you have the mindset to do more, to be more, you will go further. So tell me this. Um, and this is for you, Daryl, when it comes to your mindset, because um, we talk about this all the time. Corey and I both have full time jobs and I know you have a full time job as well. So when it comes to your mindset, because what you stated earlier was you you are doing destination weddings, uh, girls trip, guys trip like you're doing group trips. Right. Which might take a little more time than an individual trip. How do you set your mindset or how do you schedule your time around knowing that, yeah, I might have to work for eight to 12 hours, but I really got to make sure I'm in a mental space to work my business? Jen, that's a good question. One of the things that I realized was that you need to have organization and some systems in place. And when I say systems, you don't have to go out and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you got to be able to, you know, again, those time slots in your day, you got to allocate that. For instance, you know, people think that destination weddings are extremely difficult. And in theory, they're really not because, you know, the bride and her her troop, they actually take care of most of the legwork with dealing with the people you're dealing with, in my instance, the travel side of it. So basically, you know, I'm already putting all of the numbers together. I got the, you know, room categories. They're doing all of the legwork and feeding it back into me. So we're we're basically collaborating. And then I schedule time with these individuals. Like, here's where we're going, you know, our stop gaps. Here's where we're going to have a conversation. Or here's where, you know, our hard deadlines are going to be for us to kind of discuss. So just being able to have some organization and how you do things, you know, will really shift your mind. My thing is I'm not going to be overwhelmed. Um, much like, you know, you and Corey, I work like 11, sometimes 13 hours a day. And so for me, I don't have a whole lot of free time between, you know, getting your proper rest and, you know, taking, you know, having time for yourself. So for me, it was more or less, how can I put these things in between in these pockets of time that's going to allow me to still be successful, still do my career and not lax there and still be able to get all of the you know personal time that I need for myself. Man, 
You know, as we have in this conversation, like we always do, it it continues to spur more and more questions, more and more dialogue, more and more things that that we realize about people who want to be in the industry. Right. So Jennifer said, you know, I don't know what to call you. Well, we know we call you two jackets. Right. Because the three of us all together in our our particular company. We're in the top 1% of, of business owners, right? So there's no question about our ability to market and brand our product from our perspective. But this wasn't even part of the topic. But again, we've done these, these trainings for other people a million times. And one of the things that I think we all hear uh, as we've built our businesses is fear, right? Fear of... I can't do this right now. So we've just been talking about travel. And I know for me and as well as you, and we've had this discussion before. The most famous thing that we hear right now, because there's a pandemic, nobody's traveling right now. So I'm not going to do that. Right. That don't make no sense. But on the flip side, you've just talked about doing weddings, right? Destination weddings. I just mentioned I've seen you in Cancun so many times in the last two to three months that I thought you was trying to you know, set up residency there. So what can you say about people? And it, it doesn't matter if it's the travel industry. Uh, obviously, we're familiar with that. But what do you say about people who have a fear of starting their business because they don't think it's going to succeed due to outside forces. Corey, people who embody fear lack self-belief. And I think that is probably what it all boils down to. Um, I remember taking an opportunity to become a certified trainer and having no knowledge of what the expectation was. But what I remember speaking on, and I was like, I'm already here. I'm never going to quit something that I start. So therefore, I'm going to finish. it. And I think that is what it was. Is I might not have known what the output would have been, <laughs> but I wasn't going to start something and then back out because I was fearful of what was going to happen. I think a lot of the times people don't give an opportunity enough time. They don't give themselves enough time to get acclimated. And you always got to ask yourself, have I really given this opportunity a fair shot? Have I really done all that I could possibly do to ensure that I'm successful? And that's in any opportunity, even in traditional businesses. I always go back and I ask people, if you had a traditional business, would you still behave in this manner? Would those behaviors still be the same? Would you just give up because somebody walked into your boutique and didn't purchase something? And I always ask, people, well, how many times do you walk into a shoe store trying to pair shoes and you leave. You can't get upset when somebody doesn't, you know, fall in line or they're not biting your bait because we do the same things all of the time. We don't even realize it. it's so subconscious. We just do it. So, you know, I think for me, it, it's it's the belief level. You know, sometimes you got to have that arrogant kind of air and you got to know that you're going to come out on top and you know that you're going to win. And for me, that's what it was about. I'm not going to allow myself to fail. And now everybody that's attached to me, I'm going to make sure that I do my part to make sure that, hey, whatever you want from this is whatever I'm going to be able to help you with. If you want nothing, you're going to get nothing. 
and, and I think that training is key. I mean, you when you mentioned you know, like you just took the 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 training, I think the training is key for one main reason, uh, especially in this this particular industry. People go, well, I'm going to wait till everybody's traveling again, but that means. I don't want to learn anything so that when my clients are ready to take that destination wedding, I know what I'm doing. It's, it's kind of like sometimes people want to, uh, you know, guess the stock market. Like I'm going to guess when the bottom hit and that's when I'm going to buy because I'm going to get rich because it's going to go up. And I bought at one dollar and it's going to go up to one hundred versus I bought at eighteen dollars. And it went down to two dollars and went back up. They don't want to buy at 18. They want to buy it at, you know, one or two dollars. So they don't want to train ahead of time so that they can be proficient at what they do. They think they can wait till it hits bottom and then all of a sudden they're going to get started and then they're going to make Daryl Jenkins type money. (laughs) But, Corey, let me just let me just say to that, like, think about like tax preparers. Right. Do they wait until the season for taxes start? to start learning about the new changes in the tax laws? No, they do that ahead of time so that they're ahead of the curve. When tax season opens up and the IRS says, we're ready to now take these electronic filings, you know, they're now able to go in and do what they're supposed to do. They're not waiting until tax season starts to start learning about these changes. And I think that's what people have to remember. You have to prepare yourself for that curve. You can't wait till the curve happens and then start learning it. Then you've put yourself behind. And how many thousands of dollars could you potentially have missed? So preparation is key. And that was good. Like, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I mean, we need, we need some more Dara Jenkins in the world. And guys, what you're going to see week after week, because just talking to Daryl is reminding me of the conversation that we had with Jermaine And it shows you that our circle is like-minded. And we talked about that, making sure you are around like-minded people. Like these conversations, we're literally having the same conversations from a different person's point of view. And those point of views are pretty similar. Um, But one thing I want to ask you, Daryl, and you just kind of touched on that, Corey, as well, is your financial goals, right? Like at the end of the day, when Daryl gets ready to prepare his taxes, right? You're probably pulling receipts and everything at this point. But when you're setting your yearly goals, quarterly goals, monthly, even down to weekly goals, just because you're in a home-based business, just because you have a virtual business, do you not set goals? Or how do you set those goals to say, I want to make six figures in my business this year? Jen, that's a really good question. And I often talk about goal setting to individuals, right? Goal setting is so important. You need to know, you know, in any industry, what is your weekly goal? What is your monthly goal? Which ultimately is going to roll up into your annually goal, right? If every month I had something on my book, so I decided to push a certain number of products, right? I know what my sales goal is going to be, but then that turns into a financial goal, right? And you may not know what that looks like. So I always, you know, I'm going to use travel because we're familiar with that. And I always tell people, you know, I forecast my business a year out. I look at what I projected, you know, what I did the year before. And I'm like, okay, I need to intensify that. When I first got started, I remember saying, dang, I got maybe a thousand friends on Facebook. If I could get, you know, 50 people to ask me about my product and I can get maybe five people to book my first year, you know, as a novice travel professional, you know, I'm in a good space. I ended up getting three people to book. 
So I said, you know what? Well, I I lost out on two from my goal. I'm going to add them to my next year's goal. <laughs> so, you know, at, at every year you're looking at what you're trying to do to, to compete against yourself, not against nobody else. And, you know, anybody who knows me, I'm running my own race. I'm not run. You know, I can't be a Jennifer. I can't be a Corey, but I can be Daryl. Right. And so what I'm doing is I'm looking at, OK, how can I better myself? What did I do last year? What did I earn last year in travel commissions? What can I do differently? Or, you know, what did I sell? So, you know, that is what I teach people about goal setting. And and at that point, when you start realizing, OK, dang, I got a trip booked every like I swear my April is going to be crazy because that's my destination wedding. I got a small girls trip. I got another trip here. And so when I'm looking at how much money is going to flood through, you know, for the month of April, when that commission payout hits, I'm going to be like running to the bank. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Let me close you know, up. So, Let me close up. <laughs> you already know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you really got to look at your business like a business. And think about it. Wealthy people do the exact same thing, right? They're looking at forecasting their business. What a lot of people didn't know through the pandemic, I was able to, from end of June, when it, when travel really started the release, up until November, I had already had all of those clients booked for 2020. So all we basically did was we shifted them down a bit to when travel was open, because again, we were at, on stay-at-home orders for five months. So I had to just basically just rebook them so I wasn't losing a whole lot. I did lose maybe uh, probably most of my cruise clients. And that was a that was a huge chunk of my commission for 2020. But, you know, we still rocked and roll with it. You know, we made things happen. And I think that people have to understand that, you know, setting your goals, even in this year, I've already booked over $126,000 in travel for 2021. And we're only in the second month and the seventh day. So I think that when people start looking at, you know, goal setting and, and, and just being successful. You have to believe in yourself. And I don't care if a client decides to cancel. Guess what? Somebody else just texted yesterday asking, hey, I need a, a last minute birthday trip for April. I got you. You know, you got to roll with it. Yes. Oh, my gosh, guys. We definitely will have Mr. Daryl Jenkins back for a part two or for just another episode. He spoke on so much today, guys. But the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this conversation is when he said you have to believe in yourself. And that's very, very important. When he said he only can run his race, he stays in his own lane. When he said that he projects and forecasts his business, all of that is so, so important when it comes to the value of your product. Because as we stated earlier, most people think you know, I pay my fee. Oh, they just want me to recruit a bunch of people. But I can tell you, Daryl Jenkins in the opportunity, the business that we are in, he is the top sales person, the top sales person, as well as he's in the 1% of recruiting people. So you can do both or you can focus on your, he just said, I mean, we, we, we just got into 2021 and he's already sold six figures six figures worth of his product. So guys, I'm just, you know, I'm just here to tell you, you can, it's value in the product. You know, I want to say thank you, Daryl, for joining us today. Let people know exactly how they can follow you and um, how they can work with you. Well, thank you guys for having me on your platform. And again, um, I don't have a professional 
uh, IG page like these two powerhouses, but you guys can find me on IG at Father Shady on Instagram, and I'm on um, my business page on Facebook, however, is Boxley Enterprises, B-O-X-L-E-Y Enterprises with an S. So you definitely can follow me there for some travel deals, um, updates, and things of that nature. But again, it's been amazing sharing this platform with you too and looking forward to being back again. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We're going to work on that professional uh, Instagram page. But uh, Corey, what are our gems and nuggets for today? Man, hey, well, before I hit that that gem or that nugget, again, I'm going to reiter- reiterate what you said. It was amazing having you on here, Mr. Jenkins. Uh, we've been on platforms before, but I feel like something today was special. Um, my nugget for the day, man, I, I came up with this one uh, as this discussion was going on. And so I don't even know if this is a nugget. This this might be a short story. But here we go. We we had a, a boot camp that the three of us actually did uh, a couple of months ago. And when we were talking about six figures and we were talking about people being afraid to start their business, one of my trainings came back to mind. So um, for for the people who weren't a part of the boot camp, I'm going to tell that quick story. And it comes it comes down to this, because a lot of times with home based businesses, people don't think they are real. So they think if you go out and start, quote unquote, a real business, a.k.a. a McDonald's, here's my McDonald's training. In order for you to even get a discussion, a conversation, an appointment with the McDonald's corporations, you have to have a cool one million dollars liquid in the bank that you and I'm going to say improper English ain't going to use. Okay, not I'm worth a million. Can I get an invitation to talk to somebody at corporate? No, let's go ahead and put this million in escrow so you can't touch it. So you better have some serious cash. If you have a million dollars, it don't guarantee that you're going to get a McDonald's. It only guarantees that you can have a conversation. Here's the kicker. If you get approved to have a McDonald's, it will probably cost you anywhere from one to two million dollars, depending on the location, to actually open that store. You've got to pay employees. You've got to pay for advertising, insurance, buy those frozen meat patties, the French fries, giveaways, advertise the whole nine yards. At the end of the day, somebody who has enough money to spend between one and two million dollars on average earns about one hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in profit. As we all mentioned We've worked our home-based businesses to get into the top 1%. And we have people in our industry that make six figures and they only paid a few hundred dollars. Do the math. Because most of the folks listening to this podcast, I'm going to go with a high 99.9%, don't have $2 million to open up a McDonald's. But you probably have one or $200 to start a home-based business and still be able to earn six figures. With that, that's my nugget for today. This concludes our episode of Relatively Speaking. We hope you join us next week.